But here's what happens. This is what I want to talk about real quick before we quit, before we uh, go eat some hot dogs and stuff. Um, is everything, because I was praying about this, because, you know, we have a vision, and, and everything that we presented today is, is just a small part of everything. I mean, we have technical things going on. You know, I have a vision for, for a campus. You know, uh, we, we went to a worship thing out in uh, California several years ago. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Purpose Driven, you know, um, at Saddleback. I, I mean, that's the kind of thing. I, I, it's like there's no end to the vision. But where is it coming from and what's the purpose of it? And that's kind of what uh, I, was, I was praying about this, this morning. And it's like, why are we doing any of this? Because we always ask to ask why. Are we just wanting to have a good church? Are we just wanting to, you know, even sometimes when you're approaching uh, uh, study kind of things, are you just wanting to, to know more stuff? Are you wanting to, and um, so I was thinking back, back on it. How, how did I get to where I am right now? And, and where am I going to get to where I need to go? And it all started when I was a little kid, and it was this experience that I had with God. And it was, you know, I, I think you could refer, to, I enjoyed sharing about communion this morning. That was actually kind of revelation as it came kind of a thing. Because what Jesus did is to, uh, all right, I'll tell you this real, real quick. When I married, when I married my wife, we, we eloped and, and Kenneth Hagin married us in his house. And I had all these wedding songs that I used to sing. And one of them was Longer Than. Uh, no, it was If. If a picture paints a thousand words, then why can't I paint you? The words will never show. It was it's supposed to be up that high too. The world that you have come to know. And then there's this next phrase in there. And it goes, if a face could launch a thousand ships. Are you familiar with that phrase? You familiar with that? Are you familiar with what that phrase refers to? How many are familiar with the Trojan horse? You familiar with the Trojan horse? So I found out that's not necessarily even verifiable that it's a true story. Did you know that? So here's the idea, okay? <laughs> so a guy... A guy has a, a woman that's supposed to be his wife and another from, from the, the city of Troy, they come and they steal his wife. And they, they steal him away, steal her away to the city of Troy. And he is so impassioned with getting her back. All he can think about is this woman that's been stolen from him. All he wants is to have her. That's the only thing that's driving him. But what happens to accomplish that? Well, a vision kicks into place. Based upon that passion for this one woman. The same passion I had for my wife. When I insisted that she marry me. She had a whole string of suitors. And I said, no, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. Get her That's about as verifiable as, as the Trojan horse. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> so what what ensued was a ten year war. 
And there weren't a thousand ships necessarily, but it was like a figure of speech that this one face, this one passion, it was all driven by a single passion to have this woman that had been stolen brought back so they could be intimate together, so they could have a relationship together, right? So what, I mean, a whole vision had to be accomplished from that passion that came from this person. <laughs> and they fought this 10-year war, and at the end of that, finally they came up with this idea. Now, this just does not make sense to me at all, but to build a giant wooden horse and to present it as a gift at the gate. And inside of that horse is all these men that sneak out in the middle of the night, and they burn the city of Troy, and they get the woman back. So I, I was thinking... Because it was in the song, you know, it's part of a passionate song. If a face could launch a thousand ships, what was it? It was driven by one thing, passion. Passion to, to just have a relationship. And it launched a whole vision, a whole army, maybe a thousand ships, I don't know. But everything that it took to finally get her back. And I thought, I saw this image of, of God. <laughs> you know? Why did he create us? And you break, you know, there's a whole lot of things that God did to make, the, make, make us, you know, to put into place. We have the Holy Spirit. We have, all, we have, you know, provision for everything in our life. We have all these things. But what is it all about? What, what drives it all? It's about the Father's heart to have fellowship with us. Somebody came and stole us from him. Right? And so... Everything he did, the whole Old Testament, I know JT was talking about this. You can go through the whole Old Testament, and it's all about the Father's heart to get his people back to him, to get his passion back to him. And so, so I was thinking about vision, because we have vision, and I want us to have this going forward. Everything that we have in place is for a similar purpose to the heart of God. And, and, and you can break it down to just one thing. And I think we need to. Because a lot of times you can get started on a project. You can, get, you, can, you can have an idea for your life. What does God want for my life? And until it's built and it's, and it's, and it's driven by the same passion that the Father gave us as an example, it's, it's open, it's vulnerable to being waylaid. And to become something that it should not be. So, can we look at this just real quick? I know, I know, you all are hungry. You got a rumbly in your tumbly, and uh, let me just let me give you some real quick stuff here. All right. Oh, passion is the source. It's the catalyst of vision. Without it, vision is just an exercise in futility. So, Pastor Kim had some great phrases that we looked at a little bit ago. That you you have to have action, but but. But where does the vision even come from? It has to come from a passion. Did you know that you can, you can, you can put up, you can, you can paint a picture of somebody being a basketball star or a doctor or something else, and if they don't have the passion for it, 
You know, the pathway is made. It, that was something that we, you know, you have people come through high school and, and they want to help you figure out what you're going to do with your life. And they present all these things you're going to do for your, I got so discouraged when they're presenting all those things. I think, I have no passion for any of those things. You know, it's like, I'm just kind of discouraged because you just showed me what I should be doing and I'm not going to do because I don't really care. <laughs> right? And, you know, we can, we can have the same thing happen for us even in church. We can present all these things we're supposed to, you know, we're going to do, we want to do. We want to have, you know, a Saddleback campus. We want to do all these kind of things. But until there's passion associated with it, the actions, the ships aren't going to be launched. The wooden horse isn't going to be built, you know. It's like <laughs> the vision isn't going to be accomplished until there's passion involved. And I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, what makes us want to do any? What keeps us from accomplishing God's purpose for our lives, for seeing his vision for our life? And what we have to have is the same thing he has for us. It's passion. Passion will be the source, it will be the catalyst, it will be the reason why we press past things. It's like, all those other suitors, I'm beating you all up. There's nothing going to keep me from her. Right? Passion originates and brings to completion everything that is seen. You can see all kinds of stuff, but until you get passion involved. And that's where God comes in and he starts working with our hearts. That's what he did to me. That's why I'm a pastor now. Something I couldn't see before. All I wanted to do was be a musician, you know. But, but what changed things for me or, or what takes you in a path is your passion for him. You get in his presence, he opens up other things that you will do that you would have never done otherwise. Moses never saw himself delivering anybody from Egypt. But he got in the presence of God. And now it became a passion for him. So much so that he, he would get angry. <laughs> you know? And God was going to destroy them all. And he said, no, you're not going to do that. He became impassioned about this thing that he never could have seen himself doing. <laughs> Paul never saw himself as, as, as a leader of churches. But he has this encounter with God. And now his passion is for the church. And he's actually able to go and follow the vision of God to become in chains. To fulfill the passion of God. He could never have done that. But once he got, he said, he had people prophesying to him. Say, don't you go to, to Rome. You're going to be put in chains. He said, nothing's keeping me from it because that's what my vision has been given me from God. Amen? And nothing's going to keep me from it. This is what will happen. We don't just need vision. We need the passion that God gives us. And we will accomplish anything. This is what will help us too because we will be tempted to be offended. We'll be tempted to be discouraged. But if your passion is in the right place, you'll not be dissuaded by these things that would discourage you. Amen? If you're doing it to know him. All right, one more thing, and then I just got a couple verses. Are we good? This is why the vision it produces must be written down. You know the, the passage that talk, talks about that? It says, take the vision, write it down so that you can run with it. What does it take to run? You have to be inspired. You have to be impassioned. 
right? So we did this this morning. We had, a, we had communion. Why do we do that? It's like writing down the vision because you have to be inspired in order to run with it. There is no completed race without a running. You have to run. To maintain the passion, that will determine choices and fuel the strength to prevail and bring the vision to reality. Isn't that good? All right. Godly vision is born from a single passion. So any vision that we're going to have, I want to say, let's put it through this filter. Let's let it come from this one place to know God. To know God. Amen? To become desperate. Nothing's going to keep me from knowing God. And then you start looking. And I was so encouraged by the children and by the youth. It's like, I'm hearing this. I'm hearing this. This is why we do this. Not to just have them play games. Not to just, you know, eat candy. You know? I mean, that can be part of it, I guess. But, but why are we doing it? To know God. To know God. Why are we trying to be better our technical stuff all the time so that we can present God, so that people can know God, amen? And now, can we do things halfway? No, we have to have excellence. If it's about knowing God, that's pretty important. And now, how you do it becomes not just a haphazard way of doing it, no, your passion starts to get involved when it's to know God. Amen? Is this good? Man, aren't you glad I didn't just say we're done and go eat hot dogs? All right. Anyway, I'm, I'm happy because I'm sharing the same. Jesus said, Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So I want, I want to see this. You get the vision right. You're, you become impassioned about what God has impassioned for you. You don't give up on everything else. It just falls in line with the bigger vision of knowing God. Did you know that your whole life can be about knowing God? Golf, you know. I, uh, I think some things you might need to let go, but, you know. A lot of things, our jobs, our families, everything, it will be put into the category of knowing God. In fact, you will know God as a result of including him in other things in your life when you let his vision for you. You might need to give up a job. You might need to follow Paul and say, okay, maybe I need to not do what is so comfortable. Maybe I need to do something else, you know? But you'll never do that legitimately if you're doing it religiously. You do it when it's about knowing God. Amen? All right. Okay, passion for the Lord yields vision of deliverance and completed purpose. So Psalm 27, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to acquire in his temple. Look at, he says, there's one thing that drives everything about my life. Aren't you glad for David's example in this? Right, he says, now remember the verses that preceded that, enemies are coming against him. You would think that he should have a different vision. <laughs> but he said, no, everything's going to get put into this one category that I know God. Amen? And then what does it do? It adjusts his, his vision for everything else. He says, for, for in the time of trouble, I'm going to be defeated. No, he, he sees himself different now. You start getting impassioned about knowing God. You see yourself 
setting in a different place of victory. It transforms and it, and it gives you the ships to launch and the pathway to take. God has a way for us to go to get where we need to go. And it will all be fueled, initiated, brought to completion as we are energized by the passion to know God. Amen? Now my head will be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Are you all good? All right, let me just finish up. I got a couple other things here, but let me just finish up. This is, so, so we do have, and I just want to present this, and this, you know, we have banners hanging up here in the front. Um, gathering. Gathering, growing, and going. And, and I could go into some detail with each one of these, but um, it's necessary for us to come together. And so much goes in to every time we come together. From making the facilities look good, smell good, the toilets clean. Every part is a ministry. Every part is about knowing God. So we have all the small groups that we come together. What are they about? They're about knowing God. So what does it take to put those on? It takes preparation. It takes prayer. You know, Melanie shared so good. Everybody should be a part of prayer. Did you know that if you never go to the youth meeting, it's still a part of you? You know? And that there's a, there can be a passion that's connected that you are contributing to it. Amen? So there's all the parts that are necessary. So... <laughs> Just the gathering part alone, it's part of our vision. We have to gather. We have to gather with excellence. We have to gather to know God. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I. I know we have him on our own, but he has designed for us to know him only when we come together. There's a part of knowing him that we don't get till we come together. So every time we come, everything about it, the lights, the music, Everything we're doing, it's for one reason, to know God. Isn't it good? Kind of simplifies things. All right? So then we, uh, fellowship, presentation, music, you know, I could go into details on, there's a lot of stuff that, that I have vision for each one of these areas. I want to make them, I want to make them better. Why are we making them better? Why, why are we weird about trying to make things better? <laughs> Excellent. Because somebody's going to know God. As a result of it. Amen. It has. And, you, and the more you get into knowing God. This is why. <laughs> you, you cannot be passionate about knowing God. And dispassionate about his vision. For people knowing him. Amen. The, the closer you get to know, the more you get to know about God, the more you get hooked up with the reason why he sent Jesus. Amen? All right. So then we, we, we have a responsibility then to grow also. So we don't just come here and, and hear something. We do something with it. Amen? That's our vision. 
That, that's, that's what I see happening. That's what I long for. That's what I pray for. Let the people be changed in your presence. Let them grow. Let them leave being a little baby. Let them become mature in you. Let them be strong. Let them be healed. Let them be financially cared for. Amen? But, but like what Lindsay was saying, we have to be responsible to grow. You have a part to play. So it becomes a part of our vision. Not, not just our vision. This is ours together. Amen? That we're going to do something with what we've been given. We're going to grow. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> it says, doesn't matter how passionate you are until you've grown. There's not an ability to share. Now, I'll, I'll track back on that real quick. As soon as you know anything about God, share it. Because it's, it's powerful. But the more you grow, the more you have to share. The more you know, the more you've, you, you eat of the word, the more you have to share. And the more passionate you get about knowing God. Amen? So, I didn't even... And then there's a purpose in this. It's because God wants to show his life through us. Amen? Now, we were talking about this in, in men's on Thursday. The gospel, the good news of God. He wants to redeem everybody to himself. What happens? We gather to know him. We grow to know him more. And in our going, we know him in that. Amen? You will, you will know God in a way like you've never imagined when you go in response to his heart. Amen? This is our vision. We want to go to, we want to have missions. We want to do things in outreach here. There's a lot of other things we want to do. But I, I encourage us, let's let it be coming from a source of passion to know God. That's what we're about here. That's, this is why we exist. Amen? Uh, we, we're not we're not about getting into bantering about this or bantering. No, we just we're all about desiring to know God with all that's within us. Amen.